This is the voice of contract management presented by the law firm of Kroll & Mooring exclusively for NCMA. Stay up to date on all things contract management five minutes at a time. Our team at Kroll & Mooring presents these podcasts to keep you up to speed on a bi-monthly basis. We will cover everything from regulatory updates to crucial changes that affect government contracting. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou. We're going to start with the president signed the Promoting Rigorous and Innovative Cost Efficiencies for Federal Procurement and Acquisitions Act. It's referred to as the Price Act, which aims to increase small business participation in federal contracting. The Price Act will, among other things, require the government to examine best practices for acquisition innovation, including in small business contracting, and publish a report on those findings. The second item is that on February 2nd, DOD issued a class deviation that updated the requirements and procedures for using commercial solutions openings, or CSOs, to acquire innovative commercial products or services. The use of CSOs, which treats all procured products and services as commercial, was permanently authorized by Section 803 of the National Defense Authorization Act for FY22. Contracting officers can use these CSOs when certain conditions are met. And here are the conditions. Number one, the CSO is used to obtain solutions or potential capabilities that fulfill requirements, close capability gaps, or provide potential technology advancements that are new as of the date of the proposal submission, or that are a new application of a technology process or method existing as of that date. That's condition one. Condition two is when meaningful proposals with varied technical or scientific approaches can be reasonably anticipated. And the third condition is that it must be a fixed price contract. And any proposal submitted using a CSO will be evaluated under several factors, technical importance and availability of funds uh, of most note. At a minimum, price must be evaluated for fairness and reasonableness. And CSO awards above 100 million are subject to additional approval and congressional notification. Yuan, I'll turn it over to you for a couple of updates on your end. Thanks, Peter. So first, on February 9th, GSA issued a final rule amending the GSAR to streamline and update contract requirements involving GSA information systems. The final rule incorporates and consolidates longstanding GSA cybersecurity and IT practices to be consistent with the FAR. Now, this final rule is actually identical to the proposed rule that was issued on September 10th of 2021, and it makes the following changes to the GSAR. First, it streamlines existing agency IT security policies into one consolidated cybersecurity requirements policy. Second, it consolidates existing agency non-security IT policies into one streamlined requirements policy. And third, it eliminates GSAR clauses 552-239-70, IT security plan and security authorization, and 552-239-71, security requirements for unclassified IT resources. Now on to our next update. Also on February 9th, the FBI, CISA, NSA, and their counterparts in Australia and the UK issued a joint advisory on the increase of sophisticated high-impact ransomware incidents against critical infrastructure organizations globally in 2021. 
the cyber authorities shared ransomware trends and mitigation recommendations to help network defenders reduce the risk of compromise by ransomware. Now, the joint advisory notes that ransomware threat actors have increasingly targeted cloud infrastructure, managed service providers, critical infrastructure and industrial processes, in addition to business information and IT systems and the software supply chain. In addition, ransomware threat actors are increasingly planning attacks on weekends or holidays to take advantage of closed offices and the smaller number of personnel available to defend networks. Peter, back to you. Great, and we're gonna close with one other item, uh, an update on the activities of uh, DOJ and FBI, and particularly um, a new initiative that's focused on collusive behavior in the supply chain. In mid-February, the Antitrust Division and the FBI announced the formation of a joint initiative to detect, deter, and prosecute illegal collusion under the guise of global supply chain disruption. Promising collaboration between the agencies, the announcement stated that the division will investigate potential antitrust crimes in certain industries that are open, quote, particularly affected by supply disruptions, close quote, but it didn't identify specific industries. And this is all occurring against the backdrop of the work of the Procurement Collusion Strike Force, which is focused on anti-competitive behavior among and involving government contracts and government contractors. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Contract Management, brought to you by Kroll & Mooring exclusively for NCMA. Stay tuned for our next episode as we continue to discuss all things government contracting. In the meantime, explore your learning opportunities at www.ncmahq.org slash course catalog.